listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 325. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Welcome back, you amazing human, to another exciting podcast episode. Today, we have a special guest all the way from Denver, Colorado, who's about to turn the social media game upside down. In a world where more often seems to be the mantra, more, 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 we're diving into a very counterintuitive strategy of how to post less on social media for more business. Joining me today is the brilliant mind behind this approach, Katie Brinkley. She's a seasoned entrepreneur, a social media maven, and the author of her brand new book released this week. Katie has helped countless businesses transform their online presence and achieve remarkable results by adapting this refreshing perspective to posting less but making more. Get ready for the most epic podcast episode. But before we hop on today's episode, I just want to remind you that this week I'm kicking off my seven days of Christmas cheer special offers for business owners just like you to finish the year off with a bang. This is a week of magic you won't want to miss. It's my way of thanking you for being part of this incredible community of empowered entrepreneurs. So let's rock into 2024 and kick some butt. Over the seven days, offers of mine will range from $100 through to $18K. And these amazing offers are coming at you as a one-off thing. These offers include things such as, but not limited to, a strategy bundle pack, my next step strategy session, personalized business audit, my profit pillars kickstart mastermind, action takers mastermind, my Bali retreat, and a three-month VIP coaching program. Each of these comes with an amazing Christmas special just for you. If you want to learn more about these particular seven days of Christmas cheer, because I know you've been wanting to work with me, but you've been waiting out for this amazing seven days of Christmas cheer to come to you, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and at the very top, click on the banner at the top of the screen to view all these amazing offers and find which offer will be perfect for you and I to work together in 2024. Now let's get into today's awesome episode. Hey, 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 welcome to the show, Katie. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Super excited to have you here today. We're going to be talking about posting less but more business over on our social media platforms, which is going to be exciting because I don't know who wouldn't want to be posting less. Uh, So I'm super excited to have you here today talking about that topic. But before we get into that topic, I always like to ask my guests a fun question uh, so the audience gets to know them a little bit better. So my fun question for you is I know you recently just had Thanksgiving over in good old US of A. So my fun question to you, what is your favorite food from Thanksgiving? Hands down, stuffing. And it has oh. to be my mom's stuffing. 
My mm-hmm. mom makes the best stuffing. It is so good. And it is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Now, you might just want to say, because I don't even know if in Australia, and I've lived here for a while, if we would use the word stuffing. Dressing. Tell us, yeah, dressing maybe. Yeah, so it's it's what's inside of the turkey, correct? Mm-hmm. It Honestly, it's just soggy bread <laughs> inside of the turkey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, because it gets all of the juices in it from like the turkey and it's cooked, you know, bread. With mm-hmm. melted butter on it and it's cooked inside the turkey for you know three hours or whatever and mm-hmm. so good and then you put gravy on it yum <laughs> yeah so your all-time go-to is the dressing my friend and I do remember it I also just remember like the beautiful smells that come from Thanksgiving dinner you know it's like you've got laughter in the background typically from friends or family gathering and then you've got all these beautiful whiffs of smells you know coming throughout the house so it's always such a beautiful time and it's so magical so yes stuffing all around and you get a double bonus because you get it typically around the 20th end of the month of November and then you probably get a double hit with Christmas so how much fun is that too right yeah and i think that the best part about thanksgiving like you said is the the sounds of family and friends together and then like the smells of good food and really just knowing that the only thing on the agenda is to eat and talk (laughs) relax i mean like it's that's the agenda there's no presents there's no other things that on the calendar that day except just to relax and be with the people that you're with which is really the kind of perfect segue into posting less on social media because we shouldn't just be hanging out on our phones all day. And that might sound crazy coming from someone that has a social media agency, but... Mm. But it's I can agree with those that we're with. <laughs> I think again, and we'll talk more about this later on, but I think there's something... We have a problem and there's a significant addiction as far as I'm concerned around phone uses and tech to, you know, overall around the world, not just business owners, uh, the damage that it's causing relationships, not to mention our neural pathways, uh, our inability to connect with humans, like the list goes on. And I know we'll talk more about it, but it is a bit alarming, uh, the impacts that's uh, not just social media, but tech collectively, but we'll talk more about that in a second. So now, my audience out there may not know exactly who the most amazing Katie Brinkley is. So in a simple nutshell, tell us a little bit about what you get into for business on a day-to-day basis. Yes. So I have a social media agency. I've owned it for seven years now. And before that, I was doing corporate marketing for AT&T and DirecTV. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was a sports reporter here in Denver. Uh, but I've always had a strong passion for social media. I started back in the days of MySpace, helping bands with their MySpace pages mm-hmm. and loved the opportunity for fast connections. I mean, you can connect with someone just like that mm-hmm. through social media when you go in with intention. And somehow we, we've we lost our path along the way of why we were truly on these apps to begin with. Mm-hmm. So why would you say that we were on these apps to begin with? What would your thought process be around that? For connection. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. here to connect. And mm-hmm. that's how you and I connected, you know, on a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's what happens with social media when you go in with intention. And when you go in with a strategy, mm-hmm. you you did a post. You were very strategic with it. It wasn't anything, uh, you know, like. going down and doing ads and all this other stuff. It was an organic post asking a question. I saw it and I answered. We hopped Mm -hmm. on a call. We connected. Mm -hmm. And when you go in with intention, you don't need to be on social media so much because where the magic happens is offline. Mm -hmm. That's where the, the relationships really can evolve and transform into something magical. 
And we've turned social media from a connection platform into a consuming marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I think it's causing a bit of a frenzy, you know, and I wonder, I'll save my question about that. Do you know what I mean? And re- yeah, I'll save that question because I think there's so much that we can talk about the frenzy, right? There's like, I don't know about you, but I feel people are like, I've spent three hours this week creating content. Like there's like, I can feel this, like, I don't know, yuck's not the right word, but this sense of urgency almost, like this almost sense of panic if they're not on the platform, if they're not doing X, Y, and Z, if they have this fear of missing out. What are your thoughts around that? Well, I think it's because we've heard so many quote-unquote gurus and experts saying, well, I had a you know six-figure launch and a six-figure month and you know I all from Instagram. It's mm. your fault. You're not posting enough. Mm. I just went live for 30 days or I just did this. I posted a reel every day. And it's like, that's that's like winning the lotto. Mm. Really, it is. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, if someone's saying that, then that's not a business strategy. That was, a, that was someone that got lucky. Mm. And I will say that there are, you know, we both know quite a few people in the industry and there are people that it shits me where they'll say something like, I just had a two or $3 million launch and it was organic. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. Do you know what I mean? If you were able to post on social media and, and simply leverage your email list, fantastic, yeah. two to 3 million. But I was thinking there's, you know, statistically speaking, your email list would be, have to be significantly high for a one to 2% conversion and to hit two to three mil. So on this particular person, I did, do you know what I mean? Kind of ask organic did you not have any affiliates? And she's like, oh yeah, we had affiliates too. Well, that's a whole nother category. It's a whole mm-hmm. different tier when it comes to launching. So organic in the, in the from the point of view that you didn't use ads, but what came down is half of our launch was through affiliates, which is through other people's email lists and other people's social media, but also with the intention of the more people I get to buy this particular thing, I get typically... You mean 20 to 50% kickback. So there's incentive for people to do that. So I do think there's this notion where the gurus only paint a certain picture, right? They only give you a certain enough information. They let you believe that it's all organic. I don't know. I'm kind of ranting now, but it annoys me because it's it's so deceiving to the to the general public, but also even those who could affiliate they're never probably going to be on the scale of particular people who've been in business much long, like a much longer um, time frame, right? So it's like, it's still unreachable, but yet they then feel bad that they're not doing it. Your thoughts? That's a, no, exactly that. That's exactly it is. Oh, well, you're not doing, you need to post more. Mm-hmm. You need to do more. It's your fault. And it's like, well, no, they might have affiliates. They might have done a, a, a million dollar say, you know, launch, but they were spending... 500,000 in ads, or you never know, you can't, you never know what's on the other side of the curtain. And they, I keep saying they, but, but, but they is the problem. Mm -hmm. And I'm, a lot of people got lucky with a viral TikTok or a viral reel on Instagram. And suddenly they're a a marketing coach and going viral is not a business strategy. Mm -hmm. And 100% no. And I think that that's one of the, the things where so many people are like, oh, well, social media doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for my business because they're seeing these other quote unquote people in their industry that are, you know, g- doing launches of, you know, $500,000 and 
from organic marketing, but they're not seeing the full picture. Mm-hmm. They they didn't see the full strategy, and so they get discouraged. And that's what you have to have. You have to have that strategy when you're using social media as a tool because it's an incredible tool. It's a very cost-effective tool, but you just need to have the strategy in place. Mm-hmm. 100%. And so for those listening out there, can you simply explain the concept of posting less for more business? And why is it relevant more than ever before in today's social media landscape? Yeah, I think that one of the the big, like I said, big, biggest misconceptions is that you have to post more. Um, but you don't need to be on every single social media platform. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to post that often. You just need to know what the goal is for every po- for your posts mm-hmm. and who it is that you're talking to. And this is why having your client avatar figured out is so important. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know who my client avatar is in my email list. I know who my avatar is. On Instagram, I know my avatar on Facebook, and I know my avatar on LinkedIn. Mm. I'm not on TikTok or X, so I don't need to figure out those avatars. But all of those platforms have different audiences. And it wasn't until 2023, like I said earlier, I've had my agency for seven years now. It Mm -hmm. wasn't until 2023, I incorporated Facebook as part of my marketing strategy because I didn't have the capacity. I didn't have my avatar figured out. So I wasn't using it for business. Mm. You don't need to be on all of them because they're all different. And I think that's an important point to raise. It's something I often talk about when people start working with me as their business coach is that they come in and they're literally on every platform. They're on TikTok. They're trying to grow an email list. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook page, Facebook groups. They are trying to run Facebook ads. They're trying to do freaking Pinterest. And I'm like, whoa, each of these platforms have such different intent and such different strategy. And also how the consumer on each of those particular platforms consumes the information that there's no way anyone could keep up with the strategy for each of those platforms and execute it well. And so one of the things that I first talk with my clients about is like alignment. Does the platform light you up? Does it bring you joy? Does it feel easy? Does it feel light? And is your potential ideal client sitting there? If you're not in alignment, the energy that you bring to that platform is going to be resentment. And I believe like, like from an energy, like attracts like. If you are on there hating it, you're probably going to get shitty people that want to work with you. And then you're going to like be, why does my life suck? So I like that you really focus in on that. You don't have to be on every platform in order for this to be successful and to work for you. Well, and I love the fact that you said a lot of people are coming to work with you. And they're on Pinterest, email, Facebook ads, Facebook group, Facebook business. I mean, there's a lot of ways to create content these days. Mm-hmm. And you didn't you didn't even name podcast or live streaming. Or YouTube. <laughs> I mean, like the list goes on. Yeah. But I mean, when I was talking about my what I do for my business, I didn't. I'm not on TikTok because I don't consume short short form video, and I don't I don't like creating it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not on it. There's I know there's a lot of opportunity there, but you know what? That not everyone needs to be my client, and not, I'm I'm not going to enjoy doing a bunch of short form content. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to enjoy having to be on the platforms, consuming it to see what's trending, to learn what's you know. You have to do that. You have to be on these platforms in some regard to mm-hmm. understand how you should be creating the content. You know, I know it's super easy just to hit that little toggle on Facebook so you can share it from Facebook to Instagram or vice versa, mm-hmm. but there's. There's certain ways of creating this content on each platform. I mean, 
Instagram alone, there's six different ways to create content on it. You know, mm-hmm. there's the 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 feed, there's carousels, there's Instagram stories, there's Instagram reels, there's Instagram lives, and now there's threads. Mm-hmm. If Instagram is giving you all those ways to create content, you should be creating that type of content somewhat regularly. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying to go live every single day or once a week. Hey, once a month is good. Yeah, that way you just check the box for Instagram's sake. But you need to be checking these boxes as you create content if that is one of the platforms that you've decided to go all in on for your for your social media. That's the thing is like I think people forget about Meta, who obviously owns Facebook and Instagram. They want you to stay on the platform. So it's actually your duty, it's your responsibility to understand how to leverage the platform the way that they want it, not the way that you want it, but the way they want it done. So if you're not understanding all those six ways on Instagram, though you can do parts of it well, we're still not playing the game that they want. Do you know what I mean? And so you need to be mindful of that because... They want you on threads. They want you on reels. They want you on static posts. They want you doing lives. They'll do whatever they can because the more that they can keep you on there, the more money that their doing board members make. So again, Instagram in itself, the hours you would have to spend just learning all of those six ways just on that platform, let alone learning the same type of thing over on LinkedIn and et cetera, there's no way you can be on every platform and do it well. Even if you have team... Like I've got team, but I, I, and when I say I'm on LinkedIn, I literally share from Agora Pulse, whatever we're posting on something else. Do you know what I mean? So let me make that clear. Cause people will be like, well, I've seen you on LinkedIn. I'm not actively on LinkedIn. I don't go to DMS. It's like LinkedIn drives me crazy. <laughs> like literally I'd rather gouge my eyes out. Right. And I, I could afford someone to do it. And even then I still haven't done it because I'm like, I don't, this doesn't feel right now. Maybe something will change one day, but up until now it hasn't. So it's just like, you know, choosing the right platforms and just being in alignment, I think is one of the most important things that anyone can do because this, yeah, I agree. Posting more is like crazy and not to mention like the time and we'll talk more about time in a minute. So let me ask this though, what role, if we're going to be posting less frequently, you know, frequently in order to be able to be more effective, make more money, get seen more, what role does content quality play do you know what I mean in in this like versus because a lot of people will just be like well I, I post every day but yeah. they're just posting a cat fucking cat meme do you know what I mean yeah. so again tell me a little bit more about like the quality oh you I, you make me laugh I love it um <laughs> no I think that this is one of the things where uh if you have your strategy in place you know what the goal is behind mm-hmm. the post it makes it so you don't need to post every day. So I have a four post strategy. Um, and it's it's actually chapter eight in my book, The Social Shift. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the awareness to action strategy. Mm-hmm. So you, whether it's a podcast, a blog, whatever, um, you can take people through the customer journey of even when you know who it is, who you're talking to on these platforms and what their problems are, it makes creating the content to solve that problem that much easier. Mm-hmm. So so I know for me, majority of my target audience struggles for time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all do. But I mean, time is the underlying basis of so much of my messaging. 
is who, what would you do with more time back? And I know that with my avatar on Instagram, which is mostly women ages 35 to 44, mm-hmm. time back for them means more time with their kids. Mm-hmm. So I can, okay, when I know that that's who I'm talking to, I can craft the message of time around more time with their family. Mm-hmm. And then on LinkedIn, I know that time, I have a lot of uh, male founders that are following me on LinkedIn. They want more business. They want more leads. What other aspects of growing their business could they use with that time back instead of mm-hmm. dinking around on social media? So when you take people through it, when you know what what their struggle is and you know who you're talking to and you know what the goal of the post is, you only need to post three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. And the four post strategy takes you through that entire posting cycle. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, I mean, when you think about four, you go, yep. Do you know what I mean? That sounds simple. That sounds effective. That sounds easy. And I think that's how social media should be. It should be easy. It should be light. It should get to the point and you should be able to carry on. Attention, women in business. Get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day Women in Business Conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Now, one of the things that I do want to go back to, as you said, time. What other benefits will businesses see by posting less? And if we look at time, time creating content, time being on the platform, if you were to spend, and most people think this number is astronomical when in fact it isn't. But if you spend two hours a day, either creating content or being on the social media platform, that's 14 hours a week times that by 52 weeks, that's 728 hours you are spending on social media and or the platform. Divide that by 40 hours. That's equivalent to like 18 weeks of work. I know. What would you do with your business with that much time back? Exactly right. right. And this is where like, I think people forget that like, if you have a strategy in place, you can post less, gain more time, have more financial freedom, make more money, create memories with your family. But yet they're stuck in this hamster wheel because they need to do more to make more. So what other benefits would you say businesses can see by posting less? It's going to be a lot easier to post when you're posting less. Mm -hmm. So for for example, with the four post strategy, it's really talking about one thing, four different ways. Mm -hmm. Taking them through the, so, so the four post strategy is as awareness to elaboration community building, and then action. Mm-hmm. So you're, those are the, the the four like overarching, I guess, pillars of how you're crafting the content. Mm-hmm. But it's all based around one big idea 
So you're not having to think like, okay, now I have to go and research this trending topic and now I have to do a video on this and now I have to do write a blog post on this. You're taking one idea and you're taking people through the customer journey of making them problem aware, mm-hmm. educating them on it, elaborating on it, telling them how you or a client overcame this problem or or whatever the the topic is. And then fourth one is asking them to take action, asking them to go to your website, sign up for your, you know, an, an audit with you, sign up for your ebook, whatever it is, you're asking them to leave social media. Because people don't go on social media to leave it. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. So you can't be asking people to constantly leave the platform every single time you post. They're just going to start scrolling right on by it. Mm-hmm. But if they give value and educate them and show a little bit of you, like I said, on Instagram, I know who I'm talking to. So I, I put pictures of me and my daughters on there mm-hmm. in stories and say, okay, well, this is how this tool gave me two hours of my time back. It allowed me to come, become my daughter's softball coach. Because I wasn't exhausted at the end of the day and had to go run around with a bunch of eight-year-olds. I had enough energy because I was able to leave earlier. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that resonates really well with my Instagram audience, but maybe not so much with my LinkedIn. But again, it's it's knowing what their problem is and how you can and solve it and just elaborating it and presenting it to them a variety of ways so that they they say, Yeah, well that of course I want to leave the Instagram to to get your free thing. This sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. The thing that I find though is that, and this is where like the addiction piece comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Is as much as everyone wants to stop drinking, everyone wants to stop doing drugs, stop being addicted to porn, whatever the addiction is, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's still, I'm finding harder and harder for people to put the fucking phone down. Do you know what I mean? And I think I just want, and I won't go in because that's a whole, I mean, I'm an an ex-mental health clinician of 15 years. So this is what I used to do, addiction and mental health. But it it is, it's causing havoc. And in order for addiction, it has to be impacting all areas of life, home, community, business, home, community, school for kids, for example. And I can see people will say things like, and I used to too, oh, I've just got to post. I've I've just just, got to do this for the business, but it's such a load of shit. Do you know what I mean? Because if you've actually got a strategy in place, you can be posting it and get off fairly quickly, right? Mm -hmm. So again, strategy is key as far as I'm concerned to be able to get your time back and to be able to suspend it. But it's like this addiction piece. Don't try and give yourself this thought. Do you know what I mean? That this is, I have to be on it in order to make more money. And I guess that goes to my next question is like, how, how much of this for post strategy that you talk about or posting less to make more comes down to the mindset of the person doing this, understanding their beliefs, where they're coming from and being able to break that cycle. Again, I think that one of the biggest things you need to ex- is start thinking about when you approach social media is, is this worth, worth my time? Mm-hmm. So I, like I said, I have a social media agency, um, but I'm not on it all the time. I'm mm-hmm. I'm on it. I I'm on it to create the, the content, and then mm-hmm. I'm on it for ten minutes while I'm in the carpool lane picking up my kids. Mm-hmm. And but I'm in there strategically. Yeah, I'm not in. No offense, you know, mom, but I'm not on there to see the Thanksgiving table pictures. I'm just not. Yeah. I'm in there, and I'm okay. Who are my ideal clients? So I'm not a real estate agent, but I hang out a lot in the on Instagram and the hashtag Denver Realtor. A mm-hmm. lot of my clients are real estate agents. 
in Denver. So Mm -hmm. I'm in there engaging with their posts, commenting on their posts. Then I have my Facebook time where I go in, see my Facebook groups and comment on different posts in Facebook groups. I'm on there very strategically and then I'm off. I'm focused on growing my business. And I'm not going to lie on, you know, on Black Friday or, you know, Cyber Monday, I was on Facebook and, you know, Instagram because I wanted to see what, you know, Mark Zuckerberg thought I should be buying that I had no idea even existed because it was kind of, you know, but I mean, but at the same time, like that was my free time. I was doing that instead of watching TV. So, I mean, (laughs) think about it that way of if you're going to open up these apps, especially during the workday, go in with intention know who it is that you're going to talk to and what the goal is of this. You know, I have for, uh, you know, this little timer thing that every time I flip it, you know, it's 15 minutes here, 60 minutes here. Mm -hmm. I flip it on and I'm like, okay, time for 15 minutes on, you know, Facebook engagement and Facebook strategy, 60 minutes of this. So, I mean, when you go in with intention, you don't need to be on it that much because Mm -hmm. you're making the right type of connections. So you have to just switch your mindset of like, oh, I need just a little break. What's happening on Instagram? Exactly. Switch it from like, okay, I need a little break from my screen. I'm going to go on Instagram and I'm going to make some connections for possible sponsorship opportunities or possible uh, speaking opportunities, or I'm looking for this type of client, but whatever. Switch that mindset and you're not going to have to, you're not going to be stressed about what to post and it's going to be like, all right, done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can get off and be with the people I'm I'm with. And one of the things that you mentioned a second ago was like being on it with intention, but there was something else you said pretty much around like an ROI. What are you getting out of it by being on there? Do you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, do you have any particular key performance indicators that businesses should monitor to assess the effectiveness of their reduced posting strategy? Like what should they be looking for in order to know that this is working? Yeah. And I think that, well, one, you shouldn't be on it that much anymore, which mm-hmm. is the, the goal to to get off so that you can be making mm-hmm. those connections off of the, the, the apps, like what we're doing right now. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's for a podcast opportunity, it's for a, a networking call, a sales call, whatever. How many mm-hmm. conversations are you taking online, offline? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people that are using the four post strategy are seeing massive results because they're not just white noise anymore. I mean, I love Canva. Trust me, I am like Canva's biggest fan. But the generic happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas graphics that anyone can populate in Canva, meh. How can you show showcase a little bit of using the four-post strategy of, of what Veterans Day means to you? What, how can you showcase what you're doing this new year or or anything like that? The, the the stock images and graphics now, especially in a world of AI, we're having to show up more intentionally online mm-hmm. because it's so easy to have AI help us show up with intention. And I think that with all of with all of your your posts, it'll make it really easy for you to see more more results. I mean, one I have a screenshot. Somebody sent me eleven hundred percent increase in reach mm-hmm. in the, the first month. You know, another person had 250% increase in engagement the first month that they started this strategy. And they were posting regularly on these platforms, but they just, they weren't going in with intention. Mm -hmm. And something there that you talked about just a second ago that I want to just go back to is like Veterans Day or like, what does it mean to you? Because 
obviously, yes, there's all these same, same. And I believe you've got to be remarkable. You must be able to stand out. And as Seth Godin talks about, you must be the purple cow. Because if not, you just become a normal cow in the feed of crazy on Instagram, right? (laughs) And so I'm curious to know, my best posts, and I've been posting for a very, very long time. Again, I was signed with Netflix, big brands like Whole Foods, doing all that type of stuff back in the day as one of Australia's leading influencers. But through posting, it's the storytelling, do you know what I mean, that can hook people, right? Keep people on, keep people wanting more from you. How much do you think storytelling needs to be infused with posting less? It's, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. In the world of AI, like I said, and I, I mean, there's prompts for making it more storytelling and all that. But I mean, the human side of you has to stand out even more mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. It has to stand out even more. And a lot of, I mean, I didn't like my stories. I was like, oh, they're nothing spectacular. And it wasn't until Clubhouse funny enough that I was in a room and I shared something about helping bands with MySpace pages. And I, as soon as I said it, I was like, Oh my God, why did I say that? That's so embarrassing. And people loved that. They're like, wait. So, and I was like, well, like they help bands like yellow card. And I was really into punk. So I don't even know if you ever heard of most of them. And like, but that was, that was a connection piece for so many. Everybody remembers MySpace and Tom. I mean, I think he was everybody's first social media friend. Uh, yes. A lot of bands like, like, like punk. I mean, like a lot of people resonated with that. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so wait a second. The, the stuff that I was kind of feeling shame for, kind of like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. You never know how that's going to connect with someone. You mm-hmm. never know what, what small... I played collegiate softball. I can't tell you how many people reach out to me and they're like, oh, my daughter plays softball. Or, oh, I played softball growing up. What position did you play? You never know what's going to connect with somebody. And when you share your stories, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, because it can feel so lonely mm-hmm. and it can feel so frustrating. When you see when you see someone else sharing their story, it's like, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. Somebody mm-hmm. else has gone through something similar. Mm-hmm. And it helps you connect with people. In, a way that only social media can build connection. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it with stories. Yeah, no, I just want to touch base because I know that's been my experience and experience of others, but I wanted to hear it. Do you mean what your thoughts or what you've seen throughout the years of doing this? So, and I think people think that they've got to sit down and be able to like write an essay. And I don't think that's it. I think yeah. if that the a key word that we talked about is intention, right? Like last night, for example, I wrote this post about, um, like my partner Grant, he put up Christmas lights for my kids, right? But it wasn't about the Christmas lights. It was like, he's a rare kind of generous. Do you know what I mean? It was like, mm-hmm. he's been in our life for 10 years. He went, to, he didn't complain once as he went up and down the ladder, untangled the Christmas lights, put the Christmas lights up, had to go back to the shops to get more. Like he just did it with this grace and with ease. But that story, you know, like hundreds of people have watched. It wasn't a story. Sorry, I posted on my personal Facebook page as a video. But we're talking hundreds of people. Do you know what I mean? Have watched the video. Heaps of people content, you know, commented, etc. But there's a story behind it, right? It wasn't like just look at the Christmas lights. And I did that because I want people to know, and I also want to grant to know how much we appreciate that he's actually like what he did for the kids. And so there's this notion that. It might take just a little bit of extra time, in my opinion, to craft that story, to finesse it a little bit, but it expands and keeps expanding for so long after that one post. And 
we haven't even talked about repurposing, but I can yeah. put that post into my newsletter. I'm talking about it on the podcast, right? Like there's so many different ways that you can chunk it to get more value out of it than just one post. What are your thoughts about repurposing? It's, it's everything right now. And I mm-hmm. think that it should be at the core of what you're what you're doing in your business as much as i would love to think that everybody sees my you know social media posts mm-hmm. <laughs> people go on vacation the mm-hmm. algorithm doesn't feed it to them everyone consumes content differently i said earlier i'm not a short form video fan mm-hmm. uh, because most of the time i got two little girls running around and if they hear the sound they're like what are you watching mom what are you doing? <laughs> totally. so i have the sound off but if i see a you know a carousel post on Instagram with a long caption, I'm all in. It doesn't matter if it was three days ago. Mm. Instagram knows I'm going to stay on their platform longer. Mm. So I, you have to be creating content a variety of ways. So I, I think that it's it's one of those things with intentionality has to be at the, the core of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And when you when you know what your intention is, I want people to engage with this post. I want people to share this post. I want people to visit my website. I'm looking, you know, whatever. You know what the intention is. You can repurpose the podcast, your blog, you you know, Instagram reels, or you can do you know repurpose them into to different types of reels, or you know make they're, they're, the the possibilities are endless when you repurpose. And I mean, taking posts from six months ago and sharing them again, people will forget that you've shared that post already, and you have mm. new followers that haven't seen it before. So it. It's all about working smarter and not having to recreate the wheel. Mm-hmm. Know, know what, what your goal is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is I know um, a couple of weeks ago, I helped 80 people over the course of that week to create their 2024 strategy plan. And the main thing was is like understanding their intention again, but also giving themselves time to sit and understand their intention. And I think that's a big thing is people are running from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing that they're forgetting about those core things. Why am I doing this? Why am I in business? What's the intention? What's the end game? And I think this is where people get on that hamster wheel, that addiction path, because they don't know. They literally have no clue. And that's like when I asked in that initial thing, how many of you have created a business strategy before? Most of them said no. When I said why, they said time. But time, what we've talked about already, is the thing that we want to get back. But people aren't making time to strategically focus on the four-post strategy. People aren't making time to plan. And therefore, they're losing more time than ever before. So I cannot emphasize enough about having a strategy, overall business strategy, but this social media strategy. Um, this has been awesome. Because I could keep talking to you for a very long time. Do you know what I mean? Because I think, do you mean we could get our ranty pants on about probably a few things? Do you know what I mean? Uh, So yes. But for those listeners, I know your new book has been released this week and I'm itching to get my hands on it over here in Australia. But tell us about the new book and how can people get more support around posting less and making more? Yeah. So the book is called The Social Shift and it's all about bringing, bringing back the intention to how we're spending time online. Uh, go. It wasn't social media wasn't created for the way that we're using it right now. And mm-hmm. we've it, when we're online now, it's no different than turning on the TV. So how can you go back to that connection first? 
uh, mentality. Like I said, chapter eight, all about the four post strategy. Mm-hmm. And again, it's called the social shift. So I hope you check it out. If you want to connect with me further, you can do that at katiebrinkley.com. Mm-hmm. That's where you can listen to the podcast. You can get the book. You can book me for speaking and you can sign up to work with me. So check out katiebrinkley.com for, for all the things. Well, I'm here for all the things because my thing is, is all about also helping women get their time back because people want to make more money, but what will more money allow them to have more time, more time with their family, more time with friends, more time creating, didn't mean impact, whatever do you mean your definition of what you want to do with your time is. And in a world where the only thing in the world we can't buy back is time, I think it is absolutely crucial as we go into 2024, exploring how you gain your time back and that you're doing things that's getting you a return on investment. So I strongly encourage you to head to Katie's website. We'll have all the links in the show notes for sure, but make sure to head and connect with Katie because she's doing amazing things in this space. I've got one final question, Katie. Looking back on your business journey, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? I wish I would have hired sooner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You never think that you're you're ready for it. But Mm -hmm. when I hired uh, my assistant, everything for my business changed. And uh, yeah, that was one thing I should have done sooner. And I'm so glad that I hired her and she's still with me today. That's fantastic. I love that. And hiring. And you know, you don't have to hire a million people. But again, you have to understand the intention of what the hire is going to do, and how it's going to help the business grow. This is where I see people do shit wrong again. And I say wrong, we all make we all learn from our mistakes. And there's lessons there. But it's like, if you can learn from those of us who have done this, it's like, understand the intention of the hire, right? And it doesn't have to be 40 hour hire, it could be a 10 hour a week hire, five hour a week hire, but what's the intention. So I love that. All right. Now, you amazing human, thank you so much for joining us today on the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. I hope you have a beautiful day no matter where you are in the world. Katie, thanks so much for being here today. Wishing you and your family all the best. And yes, please run, not walk to get Katie's new book. Super excited to get it myself. And yes, I will see you next time on the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.